Way to Safety, Episode 5. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Highway to Safety Podcast. My name is David Wallace, the Traffic Safety Guy, and this is the podcast about traffic safety, providing you knowledge, raising your awareness, and giving you the tools to be a safer driver. On this show, I discuss traffic safety issues, give you tips and suggestions on what we can all do to be safer on the road, and bring you conversations with policymakers, traffic safety professionals, and the people who are making a difference every day of their lives to make our roads and highways safer for all of us. What do you say? Are you ready for our journey together on this highway to safety? Let's get started, shall we? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Highway to Safety. I'm glad you dropped by. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking with Kate Carr, and she's the CEO at Safe Kids Worldwide. You'll hear more about that organization during our conversation. What we're going to be talking about is child safety seats. Child safety seats are one of the most important things you can use to make sure that your young daughter or your young son gets home safe or gets to wherever you're going safe and sound. Let's take a few minutes here before we get to the conversation, and I'd ask you just to think about a couple things here. First off, just sit back, relax for a minute, and then if you're driving, don't close your eyes, obviously, but just relax. And I want you to think back as you're taking your son, your daughter, out of the hospital, brand newborn baby, carrying her or him out there and you're walking outside and there's thousands of people there watching you. They're all pointing there. There he is. There she is. And TV cameras are there. The media is there. There's newspapers and the cameras are clicking. You're carrying one of the most famous and important people in the world. Everyone's watching what you're doing. Everyone's watching how you come out from the hospital as you walk down to your car and you open up the back seat there and you place your newborn baby into the, the car seat there, how else do you make sure that this famous and important newborn baby gets home safe? You place her or him in the child seat. Well, that actually happened just a little bit ago with Prince George in Great Britain. And to some extent, there was this outcry about how he was placed in the seat. And Kate and I will talk a little bit about that and recognize just how fantastic it is that he was placed into a child safety seat. So things have changed. We recognize the importance of that, but it's not just for the famous. It's not just for the extremely important people. And in fact, think about it now for another minute. Now you are leaving the hospital with your child, your newborn, and there are no cameras outside. There's no TVs there. There's no newspapers. There's no media. There's not people all pointing saying, hey, there, there she is. There he is. But is there any doubt that you're still carrying the most important person in the world to you? And so the question is, how do you make sure you get this person, your child, home safe from the hospital? How do you make sure that your child stays safe when you go out at other times? And what you're going to hear is, the short and fairly easy answer is, you're going to have a child safety seat, and you're going to make sure that it's properly installed, and you're going to use it. It's those three factors that can make all the difference in the world. It's those three factors that can make it so that you don't have to suffer a traumatic loss. When I was preparing for this particular episode, I was thinking back to my days as an assistant prosecutor. And as I've mentioned in previous episodes, 
I was a prosecutor or assistant prosecutor for many years, and I'll always have a number of cases that I will never forget. And one case came into mind. I had not been an assistant prosecutor for too long, and I was working on a file that had the charge of negligent homicide. And looking over the file, I saw the victim in this case was a two-year-old baby. And I was going to have a meeting with the mother and talk to her about the case and what I saw as the issues and get her input on what was going on and, and some information from her of what had happened. And I knew that this was not going to be a, an easy conversation for her. You know, we talk about how we can imagine the pain and suffering that someone's going through with the loss of their son. I know better than that. I don't have the imagination to really understand the suffering that she was going through at the loss of her two-year-old son. And the reason I bring this up is that the other driver, he was not on a cell phone. This is before cell phones were even being used at all. He had not been drinking. He was not fatigued or tired from lack of sleep. What he did was he ran through a stop sign. He did not pay attention to the road and stop when he was supposed to. And as a result, his life was changed because of he had taken the life of this two-year-old baby, and this mother's life was altered for the rest of her life. What's important about that is no matter how perfect we are as drivers, the other people around us will make mistakes. The other people around us are on their cell phone. They're talking on the cell phone. They're texting. Some of them are texting. Some of them are drinking and driving. Some are tired and fatigued and not paying attention. And so we need to do is remember about how we're trying to make sure that our daughter, our son is as safe as possible within the car. And that requires a child safety seat. We know that those work. We know that those save lives. And you're going to hear just how much and how important it is to have those in your car. It's a fantastic story of how things have changed. And over time, we've gotten so much better in protecting our children. So I want you to think about, one, making sure that you have the right seat for your daughter or for your son. Two, that it is properly installed. And three, that you're using it. And these are all three things that will be covered in my conversation with Kate Carr. During our conversation, we will talk about a number of websites and some research, and I'll have the links to those items in the show notes. And you can get to those show notes by going to highwaytosafety.com slash zero five. Let's go ahead and transition over to my conversation with Kate Carr and find out about just how critically important child safety seats are and what we can do to make sure that we're properly using them. I'm thrilled to sit or be here with Kate Carr, and she serves as the President and Chief Executive Officer of Safe Kids Worldwide, a global network of organizations dedicated to preventing unintentional childhood injury, the leading cause of death and disability for children ages 1 to 14. Prior to joining Safe Kids Worldwide in October of 2011, she served as a Managing Director of Malaria No More and played a lead role in resource mobilization and expansion of programmatic activities in Africa. Kate's political experience includes serving as Special Assistant to the President of the Office of Public Liaison at the White House and working on multiple lo local, state, and national campaigns. And of significance for our discussion here, she is also a nationally certified child safety seat technician. Thank you for joining me so much today, Kate. Thanks so much for having me on. I think the one part you missed, I think, is my best qualification for the position I hold is that I'm a mother of three. Oh, there you go. That's, uh, absolutely. How old are they? Well, two of them are quite old, 33, 27, and uh, my youngest is 17, and she's a new driver, just got her license this past June. So I'm sure they've been hearing all about making sure that any children they may have are also uh, going to be buck buckled up properly. 
Well, all uh, all of them understand the importance of of buckling up, and whether they're um, whether we have someone who's quite young and still needs to be in a car seat or a booster seat, and certainly everyone uh, everyone who's in the vehicle needs to be buckled up before I even turn on an engine. And that's a that's an important message that hopefully my kids have always adopted and will consistently use. And that's the the key message that we're trying to get out. It's that consistency, always buckling up every ride, every time. Absolutely, I, obviously that's that's what's saving lives. But before we get a little further here, what is Safe Kids Worldwide? Safe Kids Worldwide is an organization that has been around for 25 years. We were started by a pediatric trauma surgeon, Dr. Marty Eichelberger, at Children's National Medical Center in Washington, D.C. Today, we've grown to have 600 coalitions throughout the United States, 100 of them are based in children's hospitals, and partner organizations in 27 countries around the world. We work on what is the um, number one killer of kids in the United States, something that people don't realize, and that's preventable injuries. And around the world, it's also a major issue with um, road, road injuries, um, drowning, fire and burns, the top three causes of, of death from preventable injuries worldwide. And that's what, just amazing sometimes we, we miss that. We don't hear about it, it seems like, even though it's, it's well known by all the research and by all the reports that those three are significant and obviously... Uh, car crashes or car injuries are right up there at the top. Well, car crashes um, and the injuries associated with them, whether you're in a vehicle or a pedestrian or mm-hmm. on a bicycle, those are at the top. And when we look at injuries to kids under the age of 19, we know, not injuries, but deaths for kids under the age of 19, there are roughly about 10,000 that occur every year from all causes. But from road traffic, it's 2,500 in teens alone. Wow. So it's a rather astounding number and a very, very important issue because we know the things that we can do to prevent those deaths or those injuries are things that we already know. Well, and let's talk about one of those specific things there. Um, Safe Kids Worldwide has been very proactive in child, uh, child car seats. Why? Well... We This movement started probably about the time my first child was born, and I will admit that 33-plus uh, years ago when I brought her home from the hospital, I wasn't required to bring her home in a car seat. But legislation has changed that, and behaviors have changed. Today, it is the law of the land, I think, everywhere in the United States, that a child needs to leave the hospital in a car seat. What has that meant as we've looked at not only infants in car seats, but kids either in a car seat through a booster seat? Well, since 1987, we've seen the number of deaths of children who, let me me state that in a different way, the number of kids who died in car crashes has declined by 58% since 1987. That's tremendous success. And we know that whether it's... um, laws that require the use of, of um, car seats or booster seats, um, laws that um, reduce speeding rates, um, drunk driving laws. There are a number of things that ha- we have put into place that have been not only um, behavior change where we buckle up at a far greater rate today than we did years ago, 
um, years ago, seatbelts, you know, we can probably all remember. I'm sure many of your listeners will remember a day when you would get into a car and there might not have even been a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Or certainly you didn't use them. And, you know, the difference between my growing up as, as one of eight kids when none of us were buckled up uh, <laughs> and today where everybody is buckled up is is a pretty startling change. That's behavior change. But we've changed because we've had laws, we enforce the laws, um, and we get the word out to people about the importance of following these simple tips. It doesn't take a lot to get into a car and buckle up. It only takes a few seconds, hopefully your child isn't too crazed, um, (laughs) to get that child buckled up in a car seat or a booster seat. We need to make that just something that we always, always, always do. Well, and I noticed I was uh, on the web there on your website, uh, one of your blogs that you wrote was about the royal family and how they, they got it partly right, but there was a little bit of uh, a problem there as they were in, uh, buckling in the new, uh, new baby there. What, did, what was your observations there on that? Oh, that, that's such a great question because it caused, uh, for people who really pay attention to child passenger safety, they were um, somewhat appalled at a, at a mistake that, uh, that was made. And I, I wanted to say, hey, there were many things you did right. Number one, you left the hospital with the baby in a car seat. Yeah. Yes. It was in, in the back seat. Yes. It was facing rear. Yes. Those are three important things to do. But when it came time to have the baby was, um, our, our newest little prince was swaddled in a blanket and the, um, the harnesses appeared to be pretty loose and not snug so that you had slack in them and we could all see that. So they need a couple of tips, which is, you, yes, you want to keep your baby warm but not swaddled in a car seat. Um, and you want to make sure that the, um, that the, the harnesses and the webbing are fitting snugly, not too snug, but if you have any slack in it, that slack isn't, isn't good. So that means the child can move around, and you, that's what exactly you don't want to have happen. Sure. So good for them for having many things right. And like everything in parenting, we all learn a little trick here or there that helps us get it right the next time. Well, and that's the whole idea, obviously, of education and, and raising awareness. Um, one of the, let's talk about that. You mentioned that one of the right things that was done there, and is I know one of the messages, they had uh, the, the prince facing in a rear a rear facing seat. What is that, and why is that important? Well, and when when is that necessary? Well, it's very necessary because if you think about um, a, a young child, um, especially those hey, here's a newborn, can't lift their head on their own, um, can't sit up on their own. Kids until they're about two years old should be in rear-facing seat just because of their, um, their uh, muscle control um, and you know, what, how they can survive a crash. And I'm not an engineer, but I know that engineers have proven that if we're in rear-facing seats, if we keep kids in rear-facing seats until they're about two years old, they're safer and more likely to survive that crash. And that has to do with their physiology and, uh, and the impact of a crash and how their body in a car seat can absorb the energy related to a crash. And then at around two, what happens then with the child seats? Well, at two, um, children are able to move and we can move them into a forward-facing seat. And in a forward-facing seat, you know, today those, the forward-facing seats um, 
you know, with some some of them are convertible where you can go from rear to forward, mm-hmm. um, so that you have a lot of options. And and I recognize that car seats uh, can be quite expensive, and there are models that are a bit more affordable. All of them that are sold in the United States have to um, meet a set standard, and so it doesn't matter what your price point is. You can find a seat that's safe for your child, but take a look at it. Do you have the right seat for your child's um, height and weight? All of that is always provided on a label that's on your car seat. Um, And many people aren't aware of the fact that car seats actually expire. Oh, really? So how, how, how is that? What does that mean? Well, it's sort of like the container of milk in your refrigerator. It might still be in there, but it reaches a point where it expires. Now, I can't explain to you what happens in that milk carton that causes the milk to expire, <laughs> but we all know that it does if we let it sit there long enough. So a car seat um, has a, a lifespan, and it's exposed to sunlight, it's exposed to heat, and all of those factors can contribute to essentially... It's not a very visible disintegration, but it is an impact that can make that seat less safe for your child if you're ever in the crash that it's in there that it exists for to protect your child. So you want to pay attention to the expiration date um, on a car seat. And the other important tip that people don't think about is if your seat has been involved in a crash, um, you really mm-hmm. shouldn't use it again. And you may not see anything visible um, on that seat, but think about what is visible when you see a crash. Um, A crash, you know, will, you know, it can do serious damage to your car. And that's a heavy piece of machinery that's impacting with something that's causing that the body of that um, to, uh, body of that vehicle to crumble. The car seat and and the people inside that vehicle are also absorbing energy. Mm-hmm. That's why if you ever look at um, the what happens to a body, and I saw a very interesting display of how how a uh, child's body will move in a crash. What happens with their heads? What happens with their arms? What happens with their legs? How is their body responding to the force of energy that's involved in a car crash? A car seat is absorbing it it protects a child by absorbing some of that energy and so that energy absorption can actually cause the car seat to be less effective if it has to be used in the to protect a child in that next crash and that's what it's all about is protecting the child that's why they're there so and and we never know when that crash is going to occur and we don't get out into our car in the morning and say today i'm going to be protected but not tomorrow and that's an important point, and that we'll bring that back actually too, because I know there's some research we need to talk about here in a few, couple more minutes. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as the forward-facing seat, how long should a, we parents keep their children in a forward-facing seat, give or take? Well, um, we look at the um, at the parameters that are described about your seat, and a lot of them have to do with the weight of a child, and uh, and also where you know where their head is hitting on the backrest. So there's not a one easy answer to to give on that, but there Mm -hmm. are very clear instructions that come with every every car seat. So you'll want to be uh, making sure that the shoulder harnesses are um, at at 
the harness is in a child seater at, at shoulder height. You want to make sure that their head is protected, that their head isn't above the seat in a way that would cause some damage if you were into a crash. And also the weight. Is your child um, still underneath the maximum weight capacity for a forward-facing seat? And then as you move a child into a booster seat as they get a bit older and they're, they've outgrown their, their forward-facing seat, but they haven't reached a height of 4 feet 9 inches tall. Until they're 4 feet 9, they really should be in a booster seat. Those extra couple of inches will give them the, um, the, the extra height that they need to make sure that a car seat belt will hit them appropriately at the shoulder and across the lap belt so that in a, if in a crash, they, they won't have internal damage because the lap belt is going across their stomach as opposed to across their hips. Um, so it's a very important um, it's a very important thing to do. Use a booster seat until your child hits four feet nine. And that's just again making sure that the seat belt um, that's designed for adults fits properly with a child. That's correct. Yeah, you got it. So, uh, so you get the right seat, and they just drop it in the plug it in in the car, and they're ready to go. Right? It's, this is easy to put in the car seat. It's no problems. Uh, or are there issues that they need to watch out for? What a great question. Putting in car seats absolutely terrified me when my <laughs> kids were young. And I will admit, until I went through my certification course, I had never installed a car seat. So now we do have uh, the latch system, the anchors, that make putting a car seat in uh, to some vehicles a lot easier. But Safe Kids, we, um, we do over 100,000 car seat checks every year. And wow. we collect information on every single one of them. And one of the things that we found in the list of what do you have to do right when it comes to putting your car seat in correctly is that about 75% of the families who visited us for a car seat check had one thing or another where they weren't doing it correctly. So our car seat check events are about teaching parents or caregivers how to get that seat in correctly, the right seat in the right direction in your vehicle. We know that, you know, think about the number of different vehicles and the number of different car seats that are options. Do you have the right one that's going to fit in your vehicle? Sometimes there are little tricks that, that a car seat technician can teach you mm -hmm. about how to get the right balance, how to make sure the shoulder harnesses are correct, make sure that you have the five-point system in the right way, meaning you're, you've got all the buckles in, and that, that little strap that goes across the chest is at it is at armpit level, not shoulder level, not tummy level, level with the armpits. So lots of little tips uh, that go along with this that can trick parents up, as we saw in the case with um, our, our friends in, um, in England, the royal family. <laughs> we don't expect you to know everything, but we're here to teach and to help you learn how to do it right so that you can make sure your child has a safe ride. Well, what does it take to be a child seat uh, technician? Well, you could join our ranks um, <laughs> if, if you want to spend four days in a course, um, and you can learn information about it on our website, safekids.org. Good. But it's a pretty rigorous training. It's, four, it's, it's a dedicated four-day, all-day 
a learning experience and you are learning a lot about why it's important and how to install a car seat correctly and it involves a few written tests as well as some practicals where you're actually um, observed um, and challenged to put in some pretty difficult seats so it's a great experience how many are there now across the country as far as technicians about 36,000 certified technicians. You're certified for two years, and uh, in those two years, you're required to take some continuing education courses and be recertified every other year. So we not only train you once, but we keep you educated and up to speed. We send out a monthly newsletter to our techs, making sure that they're aware of the of uh, the latest developments. We do a lot of webinars that people can listen in and learn and ask questions. So it's a continuous learning process. And then when you mentioned as far as the cheat, the seat check events, uh, when parents come to that, that's where your technicians are going to be to make sure that the parents are doing it right. And as I understand it, educate the parents so they know how to do it when they leave. That's the most important part. This isn't about what I do when I take my cart in for a checkup where I you know, I drop it off, I leave the keys, and I come back at the end of the day or, you know, the next day. This is about coming in, working with a technician, going through all of the questions. We'll ask questions about your child, their size, their weight, their height. We want to make sure that you have your child in the right seat and that it's installed correctly. And we'll show you how to do it because we know that people move those car seats around. And uh, you, you want to make sure you learn everything that you can learn. And, and on average, we'll spend 20 to 30 minutes with every family that comes through. And there's no cost for these? By and large, there's no cost. There's certainly no cost for all of the uh, car seat check events that Safe Kids host. And how can they find, if they want to get to an event, how do they find that event? Visit our website, safekids.org, and you can find car seat check events around um, your area. Or if you can't find a, an, a, an event near you, you can look and find a technician near you. And if all else fails, you can contact our office. There's, a contact, um, there's an email contact that you can have, and we'll certainly offer some assistance in making sure that we can either answer a question or help you find a person in your, in your area that can help you. So it sounds like you're really getting trying to get out there and make sure that the word is, you know, make sure it's improperly, make sure that the seats are properly installed and how to do it. Uh, but I know that just recently you had some research come out here that was um, concerning to you as far as the seats, seats being used. What was the nature of the research and, and where do we go from here? Well, we were curious about um, some numbers that we knew from looking at um, just the, the number of kids who die in car crashes. And we know that in 2011, there were 221 kids um, who lost their lives um, in a car crash, and they were not buckled up. And we were wondering, you know, what causes a parent not to buckle up their child? So we conducted a survey of over a thousand parents with kids under the age of 10, and we asked them some basic questions, one of them being, do you ever drive with your kid when they're not buckled up? And to our surprise, and, and perhaps the better word might be shock, mm -hmm. we found that one in four parents admitted that on occasion they would drive with their child not buckled up. Sometimes it would be they were driving a short distance, or they were driving overnight, or they were in a rush, 
or in some cases they said they were rewarding their child so they say you don't have to be buckled up because it's okay this time you're getting rewarded and and that you know understanding behavior and why parents do what they do under the circumstances is important as i said the biggest qualification for me for this job is being a parent. I know what it's like when you have a fussy child <laughs> or a child who's struggling or a strong-willed child who just doesn't want to get into that car seat um, or that you're you know, rushing to work and you've got a million things on your mind and you're thinking it's a short distance. We need to remind parents that the majority of accidents involving kids happen within 10 minutes of a home. So short distance isn't good reason to say we're almost there so unbuckle or it, we're not going to be traveling far. Too many accidents involving kids where they lose their lives or they're injured happen within 10 minutes of the home. Don't take the chance when you're traveling, traveling overnight that, you know, I'm, uh, I want my child to get a good night's sleep and be ready to go whenever we get there. Um, they need to be buckled up. A lot of accidents occur in the evening hours. And I'm going to give parents the benefit of the doubt and say that most of them are getting into the car and they're, they're driving safely and they're doing everything they can to protect their child and they, it's, it's not going to be their fault that there's a crash. It could be another driver mm -hmm. and you just may not be expecting that. So don't take the chance. I mean, it just takes a short amount of time to make sure that everyone is buckled up. Our message is about kids. And in reality, this is a reminder for everyone. Because why? If you say to your kids, you have to be buckled up, but you're in the car and you're the parent and not buckled up, what message is that sending to your child? It's okay to not be buckled up. Um, so that we see a large number of teens um, who get into a car and don't buckle up. We just have to, we just have to say that this is a absolute must do. If you were, no matter where you're going, treat it like you're going in outer space. Of course, you're going to be buckled up if you're going in outer space. Get in your car and just be buckled up every single ride, every single time. That's the most important message to get out there. And that applies to not only buckling up your kids, but making sure every passenger and the driver consistently buckled up. Well, and that I think also, too, is one of the things you mentioned is how that the uh, many times the parents try to give it as a reward for not being buckled up. And I think the, the first thing is, it's not a punishment. This is not about punishment. This is about safety. Exactly. Exactly. I, 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 that, of all the, the data in our research findings, um, that one was the most um, alarming to me. The other, the other thing we found, because, we, of course, we asked some information about the people we were interviewing, mm -hmm. and we found that parents who had a higher level of education, uh, parents who had a higher level of income were more likely to drive without their children buckled up. We also found that younger parents um, had higher rates of driving with kids uh, not buckled up. So these are, um, these are good messages to get out there. And, and I'm not really sure why someone who has a greater education or a higher income thinks that they should take a greater risk. but. My message is to remind them that um, it's it's really a risky behavior that you might come to regret one day. And as you said, they may be a perfect driver, but the people around them are, may not, are probably not going to be perfect. But exactly, exactly. So there's the you've put up a couple of messages here, and we talked about the research and 
the concern. What's next in terms of the, this effort here as far as with Safe Kids and with Child Seats? Where do we go from here? Well, what we have to do is continue to work on dropping the number of kids who are killed in crashes um, lower and lower. We need to drive that number down. And even if we focus on those who are not buckled up, the 221 lives that were lost in 2011, I have to believe that if those children had been uh, buckled up, that we probably would have saved a lot of those lives. We'd be celebrating a lot more birthdays of kids who, you know, who aren't with us today um, for failure to have a, a car seat or a seat belt around them. So we've got to keep on getting the message out there. We have to continue to work on technology that improves um, the safety for kids in cars and all passengers in cars. And that's something we work with the General Motors Foundation. They're the supporter of our Buckle Up program. And I know the intensive effort that they make on uh, on safety. And we work closely with a um, person who works on uh, safety when it comes to car seats in cars. And so uh, I'm, I'm singling out GM, but I know that uh, a lot of, uh, you know, the majority of of other auto companies are, mm -hmm. are equally committed to this cause. Um, it's important. It's important. We should, uh, on the on preventable injuries, you know, what, who doesn't want to get behind a message to prevent an injury to a child? And that's our, that's our cause. And it couldn't be much a better cause than that, I would think. Uh, so if they want more information, if they really want to learn more or um, contact Safe Kids, where do they go? You can reach us. Um, I think there's a wealth of information, not only about child passenger safety, but many other risk areas on our website, which is safekids.org. We're very active on Facebook, and we're also active on Twitter and Pinterest. We have some great videos on our YouTube channel. All of those are easily accessible through our website, again, safekids.org. And in particular, we have a great video um, called Bubble Wrap that um, will give anyone who's had a challenge um, with a child in a car seat a little bit of a giggle because, you know, we're not out there to scold people. We're out there to give them helpful resources that are quite realistic about the challenges we face as parents. And uh, every now and then we know everyone deserves a laugh. So our <laughs> Bubble Wrap one will certainly give a few giggles. And is that something I can link to on, on my website to... Uh let them find it if they go there as well? Absolutely. We'll give you that link, and, uh, and hopefully we'd, we'd love to have people see it and, and pass it along as well. Well, as I'll tell everybody here, we'll have, I'll have some show notes on this particular show, and I'll provide some links of the, the things you've mentioned as well, and then also put in there the video clip that they can see um, and find uh, Safe Kids Worldwide. Kate, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and to everybody out there regarding child safety seats, the importance of uh, to buckle up every ride every time. I think is this what you've been putting out there is your message, and it's been an honor and a privilege. It's been an absolute delight. Thank you so much for sh helping us to shine the spotlight on this important issue, and you got our tagline right, buckle up every ride every time. Well, thank you. Wasn't that some great information? First and foremost, you have the child safety seat and it's in the back seat. And second, that for the first two years, it's a rear-facing seat because it provides better protection for your child. Third, 
check the label to make sure that you have the right seat based on the child's height and weight. And fourth, check the label on the expiration date. Did you even know that there was an expiration date? Well, now you do. And now you want to make sure that there is no problem there. Fifth, never use one that's been in a crash before. With all the energies that go through a crash, you just don't want to take that risk. Next, when it's the right time, based on height, weight, it's time then to move a child from the child safety seat to a booster seat so that the adult belts that were designed fit your properly and protect your child. And always, whenever you have that child safety seat, you want to make sure it's properly installed. You want to go to one of the car seat inspections that are happening all over the country. You heard 100,000 of them in a year. And with that 100,000, they have a 36,000 car safety seat technicians making sure that your child is as safe as possible. And one other little tip I'll just throw out there is don't ever forget that when your child is actually old enough to, to quote-unquote, do it themselves, to buckle themselves in, look back. Make sure that they have buckled themselves in. And when it's safe to do so as you're driving, every now and then just do a quick glance to make sure that they're still buckled in, that they haven't unbuckled themselves. I actually uh, was with some friends of mine that have twins, and I was taking them home. And they were in the back seat, and we are almost to their home, and then they decided to have a little fun and push Uncle Dave and see how far he would go. And so they unbuckled their seats, pulled right over. I said, nope, put them back on. We're not going any farther until they're back on. And they did right away. They didn't cause any problems. They didn't question it. I think they were just challenging me and seeing how far I would let things go. But that's not one thing you let go. That's one thing you make sure, no matter what, buckled in all the time. Every ride, every time, as you heard. And as you heard from the research, a majority of the crashes happen within 10 minutes of home, with a lot of crashes happening in the evening. So why would you take the risk to let your child not be in a safety seat? And one thing that really troubled me when I heard the uh, research from Kate was how that some parents were saying that there was a reward to let children have the seat and not be buckled in the seat. Absolutely not. This is not about punishment. Having a child sit in the car seat, having a child sit in the booster seat is never about punishment. It's about protecting their lives. It's about making sure that they get whoever they're going safe. And the way that only works is with it being buckled in. And then even then, after the booster seat, it's still critical to remember that they need to use the seatbelt in the back seat. Motor vehicle crashes are the leading cause of death for children age 4 and every age from 11 through 14. In fact, in 2011, about 4,900 passengers or children ages 14 and younger were involved in fatal crashes. And for the children that we know that were not restrained, not buckled in, of those that were fatally injured, 41% were unrestrained. That's what's troubling here is that there's so many that could be saved. But you know what? I've talked about how highway safety is about hope, and we have that hope. We have the good news. We have been learning and changing our behavior. We have, as you heard from Kate, since 1987, had a 58% reduction in the number of kids who have died in car crashes. And if you go back even farther, if you go from 1975 to 2011, there's an estimated 9,875 lives saved by child restraints for children under the age of five in a car. Almost 10,000 lives saved because parents took the time to get a child safety seat and use it. Now what we have to make sure is that it's properly installed and it's used all the time. It's time to let your child know just how much you love them, that you want your child and, and you to arrive at your destination safe. You heard the tagline, Everyone is buckled up every time, every ride. Thank you for dropping in for this episode. You've been listening to the Highway to Safety podcast. 
please make sure to head over to my website at highwaytosafety.com and check out the show notes and any links that were discussed during my conversation with Kate. To go to the specific episode, you go to highwaytosafety.com slash zero five. Feel free to leave any questions or comments. And if you have been to a car seat inspection, I'd love to hear about what you learned while you were there. If you want to read my blog on other traffic safety topics, you can find that at www.trafficsafetyguide.com along with video clips and links for traffic safety. I hope you found this episode useful and informative. As I've said, this podcast is all about providing you the knowledge and raising your awareness so that you have the tools to be a safer driver. I'm David Wallace, a traffic safety guy, and I'm here to help you stay on the road. Be a safer you. Have a great day.